What's going on, guys? It's Yahavi David Sinclair Speaks, and you are now tuned in to the Sinclair Speaks Show. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast on platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything that you need in a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app and start your journey today. It's that time. What's going on, guys? It's your St. Clair Speaks. You are now tuned in to the St. Clair Speaks show. The timing on this interview is really good, and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, Fiverr, we just connected on Fiverr. Um, I'm actually giving a presentation sponsored by Fiverr August 14th, and they reached out to me the same day you uh, placed the order in a gig, and what I, I researched everything that you sent me and I'm looking at everything. And I'm like, wow, wow. Yeah. With COVID and everything. I'm like, wow. Okay. So yeah, yeah let, let, let's dive into it. W- what got you into this? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty interesting. I, I had, um, uh, I'm, I'm a guy who's been involved with software development for a long time and I became something called an agile coach about a, about a decade ago. Um, basically, and we'll talk a little bit about what Agile and Scrum are, but I, I went to a, uh, a place in Sunnyvale, California. I'm from the Bay. I, I, I live in the Bay Area called ProMath. And it, it, they work with a, a workforce development program called NOVA. So this is all, you know, a big thing they had. It was in the Sunnyvale City Council Chambers. Mm-hmm. And I walk in there and there are, are, I don't know how many people, it was packed with people, people who, 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 who kind of look like me. And by me, I mean, you know, older folks, right? Um, and so here are these people talking about these wonderful things they did. You know, they worked 20 years for so-and-so and they did all these wonderful things and, you know, million dollar budget, et cetera, et cetera. They're all looking for work. And, and, and for a lot of them, it's new, right? I mean, looking for work is tough, but it's changed so much. And if you haven't looked for a job in 20 years, you know, you gosh, forget about it. And, and I, I literally almost cried. This is how I got into it. I cried and I said, there's gotta be something I can do to help these people. You know? And if I had, I remember in my mind, I was thinking if somebody gave me a million bucks, I'd hire 10 of these people. I don't care what we did. It'd just be something really cool. You know, that kind of thinking. And so what I did is I started saying, well, what do I have that I can give to these people? And what I have is I have this almost encyclopedic knowledge of Agile and Scrum, um, which is uh, something that we use a lot in software development, which is obviously big here in the Bay Area. So I started teaching these classes. Um, the, the first class I taught, I think we had seven people in, in a classroom. And, and my thinking behind it was, if I give these people a little bit of knowledge about this stuff called Agile and Scrum, a little bit of support you know, personally for their job search, they're going to be able to find a good job. They're going to be able to find something sooner. And, and the pain that they're feeling, you know, which it is painful. I don't know if you've ever had to look for work. It's painful. It's lonely. That, that will go away because right? we'll get them a job. Um, and with the first group, that first seven, it actually worked. You know, we, a couple of people got jobs. Um, and it was, it was something to behold. So I, I did it sporadically for a while. And then, you know, about three years ago, I taught my last uh, only in-person class. And I had a really good friend of mine I grew up with. And he joined the class. And he saw, you know, one, I have a passion for it. I'm good at it. He says, you should do this for a living. And I, I kind of laughed. And, and, and I didn't think much of it. One day, uh, I'm, uh, the way I, this is the way I remember, I don't know how true this is, but he, he calls me on the phone. He says, what are you going to call it? I said, what are you going to call what? He says, well, we had talked about, you know, you wanted to set this up as a, as a, as a company. And I said, we went through a bunch of names. I said, we ended up with Job Hackers was the, the name of the company. And, and the, the interesting thing for me, sorry about that. The interesting thing for me was um, I had never worked for a nonprofit in my life. I don't have a lot of knowledge about nonprofit, but I said to my friend, Dave, who's the co-founder, I said, Dave, we need to make this a nonprofit because we need to make sure that the mission of, of teaching people and helping them find work is not necessarily 
um, tainted by us having to make money to, to exist. And so we created this nonprofit called the Job Hackers, and it's been around now for almost three years. We now run this class that we call, we, we, we started branding it, we call it the Agile MBA. We run it four times a year. <clears throat> and we now have gone, uh, you know, at a certain point, we did a hybrid where we'd have, you know, 40 people in a classroom and then, you know, 60, 70 people online. The, the, the last class, we had 250 people enrolled. All, and, and we had people from all over the world now, not, not just all over the United States, but all over the world. So, so this next class, um, which, which starts on tu Tuesday, actually, so talk about timing. Um, we already have, as I looked this morning, 210 people enrolled in that class. So we are, we are you know, we've grown from seven people in a room to, you know, uh, uh, well over 100 people online on a regular basis. And, and, and phenomenal numbers. We'll talk a little bit about that, I'm sure. That is, uh, you know, the timing, like you said, the timing. We're addressing pain points. Yeah. Unemployment is just, it, everything's just crazy right now. So I'm noticing, you know, I was scrolling through, I was, I was just on Switch Up prior to this, just like diving in, diving in more and more right, and more. Right, right. And then it hit me. I'm like, what you guys are doing is special and to have that much people signed up on Tuesday to see what's going on around the world. And I'll be honest, since COVID started, I've learned how to transition in business, switching, going remotely. Um, right. It's foreign waters to, you know, most people. And uh, like you said, applying for a job 20 years prior, right. Compared to 2020, it's a complete different ball game. So right. I see the value in communities like this, creating communities like this and creating nonprofit organizations. I have no, and this is where this is where I'm going to humble myself so I could become more educated. So you could definitely inform me more on nonprofit organizations and the benefits of that as well, because I'm one that like, I don't really know the benefit of that. And um, I think this is the perfect opportunity to talk about. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I can't talk much about it because I, you know, I, I run a nonprofit in my spare time. Um, you know, obviously there's tax implications. The key that I, from what I understand, and I'm sure that some, some of the people who are listening, you know, will, will probably be able to tell me differently. But the, the key to the nonprofit is if we do make a profit, all those profits are, are plowed back into the organization and in, into the mission. Right. And so it's, it's, we're very mission oriented. But th this is not a problem for my nonprofit. This, is, this would be a good to have problem. Um, when we talk about what we've done, we have zero employees. It's all volunteers. Um, you know, a lot of it, I do a lot of it, but I have a bunch of people who help me. Um, and our operating budget um, is less than $10,000 a year. Mm. So, um, you know, as I talk about the numbers that we're creating, I, I want you to keep that in mind, that we're doing it for less than, you know, probably a month's rent or two months rent for, a, for an office in San Francisco, because that's, you know, I'm in the Bay Area here. Um, we have given away, since we became a nonprofit, close to $2 million worth of free training. So if, if we actually sold it, you know, uh, this, this kind of training we do, we, we, we could uh, have made, you know, over a million dollars easily, uh, close to $2 million. Wow. Yeah, so huge numbers. And, and, and so the, the, talking about the enrollment numbers, we expect about 250 people will enroll in this class based on previous numbers. We expect about 140 to 150 will actually make it through the class. So the class itself is a six week, two days a week, 7.30 to nine in the morning Pacific, right? Because obviously I don't make enough money that I can do this full time, so I have a day job. Um, normally I have a day job right now, actually, I'm a COVID uh, pandemic uh, casualty. Um, I got laid off recently. Um, so I'm looking for work too, but um, Regardless of that, we will take, you know, 150 people who will get a certificate through the program and, and, and the demographics are amazing. We have uh, almost always two thirds of the people who join our program are women. Mm. It's really, really strange, especially in, uh, because we're, we're not tech, uh, you know, but we're not, you know, like solid tech, but we're tech adjacent and, and technology uses a lot of, of scrum masters and agile. It's very big in tech. Um, we have 50% of the people are people of color. We have the average age being 43. 
this is this is a people who actually give us their age. So I expect it's even higher, to be honest with you. Um, so you know, this is a very interesting demographic. It's a very diverse demographic. It's what the tech companies say they're looking for, right? They say they're looking for it, and they're all wringing their hands about we need to have more diversity and representation and inclusion. They don't really do much about it. We do. We're getting, uh, you know, a lot of diversity and inclusion. And the reason we have it, and I'm no expert on it, but I learned this. We do not pre-screen anyone. And this is where the tech companies get it wrong. We'll take anybody. If you feel you can benefit from what we're doing, show up, right? And if, if it doesn't work for you, great. We're not charging you for it. You might invest a little bit of time. Doesn't work for you. No problem there, you know? So that it, it's, it, I, it, we've great, created this community, right? And it's just, a, it's, it's amazing to behold. Do you have uh, any success stories, you know, you want to share? Oh, I got so many of them. I, I just, you know, I have to go with what's on top of mind. Um, I have, uh, there, there's a gentleman, I don't want to use names, but he, he joined my last class and he actually is volunteering for us. Um, because we create, we continue to create other programs. Um, in addition to this Agile MBA, which is our biggest program. Um, one of the programs that we're working on doing is we're calling it the agile job search. We're actually creating small teams to, to figure out how to help people look for work and find it sooner because it's not a skill that most people have. Right. Um, so this gentleman was working a lot with that and, and helping us a lot with that. And he had to back off. And the reason he backed off is he, he was hired, I, I want to say senior program manager at Apple. So, so this is just one of many. Um, we have so many of them because we track our, our participants and, and they come to us as professionals. I'm not saying we can take full credit for it. We help, you know, give them some information they don't have, which helps in the interviews, et cetera, et cetera. So we can take some credit, but for 40%, a little over 40% of the people that we're able to track find a job within 90 days. That's a, a pretty strong number especially if you take that number and you put it against the fact that the investment from the community into us is less than $10,000 a year as far as our operating budget. So we're, we're getting huge effects from very little uh, input. And, and this is something I teach in the class, actually. And in, the, in a complex world, you, you can have those asymmetric payoffs. Um, and we're one of them. We're, we're, we're a, a walking, breathing example of an asymmetric payoff. Very little expense and a huge, huge uh, impact on society. That's a huge return. The experience is always the real investment. You know, yeah. like, like you said, you know, you, they, they show up. If it's not for them, it's not for them. Right. right. But, you know, you put yourself in a position and, you know, you, you learn something. And, you know, you could take something away from the experience. I'll actually share this story with you. Uh, you know, last year I struggled with this. I struggled finding work and it was a struggle because work is consistently changing right so what's the definition of work right what, what what's a job i don't want to do something 40 hours a week and, do, and be depressed i was a personal right. trainer for seven years I, i'm not there anymore right and doing that I, I, it, that's what i wasn't looking for that anymore is what i'm trying to say and yeah. i had to realize i'm like okay where am i trying to go with this and I think another thing that people experience is, you know, they don't want that same experience from their previous job as well. So they don't want to go through that turbulence again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a big part of what, what we do. So, you know, in the class, one of the things that I'm talking a lot about is the world has become what's, what's more complex. You might have heard this term. There's a term that's used frequently called VUCA, volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. And, and the way that we need to react and respond and, and, and think changes because the world is changing so quickly. And I talk a lot about the, how do we actually uh, optimize for this world that we're in? Because it's, it's a little strange and it's, it's, it's not what we're really built for as humans because you know knowledge work, which is what a lot of us are doing now, hasn't existed but for maybe the last, you know, depending on who you ask, 100 years or less. But we as humans evolved our, our brains, the way we think, over literally thousands of years, if not millions of years of evolution. So we're not really great for the, built for this world and we're not really good at it. So a lot of what I'm teaching in class 
speaks directly to that. And that's why, you know, even though I'm teaching about Agile and Scrum, something again that, that some, a lot of folks uh, associate with technology, that's why when you, you know, you look at SwitchUp and you see some of the reviews, it's life-changing for people because I'm helping them to see uh, the world differently. And that's really what's at stake here. Um, how do we see the world differently? How do we maybe see it a little bit more clearly? Um, and, and therefore, by seeing the world a little bit more clearly, a little bit more accurately, we're going to behave differently. And, and hopefully, we will achieve, you know, whatever uh, personal success we, you know, we shoot for, uh, we might have a better chance at it uh, if we see the world more clearly. Skill-driven. It, you know, everything is just, it, it feels so skill-driven, right? It just feels so skill-driven. You, you're at the point where you can teach knowledge. People could, you know, come attend a class, courses, there's eBooks. There's just so much yeah. out here. We're talking about software, technology. There's yeah. just so much that it's so hard to keep, it's, it's hard to keep up with it. And I can tell you this now, Larry, to be quite honest with you, as of recent, as far as this COVID, I've recently learned about SEO backlinks, right? Mm -hmm. Affiliate marketing. These are things that I, you know, I had a blind eye to. I had no idea about this and I'm only 29, right? Yeah. So I could only imagine. Uh, you, you could say it. I mean, you can only imagine what us old folks have to go through. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm okay with it. I mean, it's, it's so advanced. You know, I, t I could share this story now. My first job was at JCPenney Optical and applying for the job I wrote that it was on paper I'm signing on paper now everything's just online do, do, do. indeed that's it that like that's it we're in and we're out and you know there's so many resources of course like job hack um uh, LinkedIn are you guys connected as far as this on LinkedIn and oh, yeah, uh, yeah absolutely absolutely we, we have you know one of the big things we have is we've created a community of slack so you talk about technology right Slack is a way for us to communicate. So, so the job hackers, uh, you know, everybody says, what's a job hacker? Well, once you're a participant, you become part of our, our family, right? This big extended wonderful family. Uh, we have about 1500 people in that big extended wonderful family. And we help each other out. And the, one of the ways that we communicate is through Slack. But yeah, we use, you know, using LinkedIn and using technology. And of course here, you know, here I am in, in, the, in the middle of it in, in the Bay Area. Um, yeah, it's, it's everything we do. Um, in, in fact, you know, when I talk about um, our diversity and inclusion and the things, we, we try to reach out to areas that are underserved because I know, and a lot of folks know, and I'm sure you're aware, is, is, is if you get left behind in technology, you're going to get left behind economically. And, and this just can't be. We have, uh, you know, without getting too much on a soapbox in, in political, we have enough problems with you know the economy and people getting left behind uh and, and this huge disparity between the people who have you know more money than they could ever spend and ever really needed and then so many who have so so little um and and the technology gap you know as it continues to widen is just going to to make that worse uh and then things you know throw a pandemic on top of it um, and then you've got a real recipe for, for uh, a lot of pain for people. So, you know, personally, I'm just glad that we're doing a, our little bit. It's not, we're not changing the world greatly, but we're changing it for some people. And that's, you know, that makes it worthwhile. That's, I think that's the most important thing. That's some, really yeah. the most important thing. You know, we do what we can, right? Absolutely. Yeah, you that's it. That's all you can do. COVID has been such a game changer such a game changer yeah it has but but you know th there's an interesting thing about this um and, and this again you know putting it being always the, you know kind of a teacher um there are lessons for us to learn here if we pay attention to them. um I, I think the biggest problem the thing that concerns me the most is the amount of pain that we're going through to learn the things that we need to learn, we're not really learning them well enough. And, and that's my biggest concern. Um, you know, again, it, it's no, no, uh, no, it's, uh, you know, assumed I live in San Francisco Bay Area, so obviously I'm a, I'm, I'm a liberal politically, but you look at what's going on in the cities. This isn't new. 
this is something that's happened. You know, I, I'm over 50 years old. I've seen this. I've seen this movie before. Right. We're just not. The, 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 we've got to learn from these things. And, and so maybe, maybe this is my hope. I'm an optimist that the pain that we're having now and the, 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 the changes that COVID and the pandemic are, are forcing on us, I'm hoping it will shake us into a reality that we, we have not paid enough attention to, especially in this country. My fear is when I look around, it's not happening. We're not learning as much from this, this tragedy as we should, and I fear that uh, if we don't, um, in many ways, we're just gonna come back five, 10 years from now and we're gonna see the same things all over again, whether it be the pandemic or the violence, or not, not so much violence, but the, the protests um, and the frustrations of, of the system not changing. And, and, and I'm big on systems. We teach a lot about systems in, my, in the class. Um, we need to change the system, the system's broken. Absolutely. You know, man, it's just everything has a domino effect. And yeah. I look at everything with just a domino effect. And I'm like, the groundwork for me starts within. So I got to do the best I can with everything I could do. Go out here and produce. I think what you guys are doing is like, it's incredible to hear that turnaround, to know that you could have that much impact. That's incredible. That makes me feel, and honestly, this is, I'm not say, just saying this, but it makes me feel that I could like, I have to do more. Like I could do more. You know what I mean? But that's the yeah, message yeah. of the day. It feels like we all can. Right. We all can. I, that, that's the thing for me is, is, is I got to a point, you know, and I fell into it. I didn't, I didn't, I don't think I went headlong and said, this is what I'm going to do. But, you know, I ended up doing it anyway. Because, you know, every time I, I teach that class and, 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 it, and now it's online, so it's really interesting because I, I have to, I'm looking people in the eye on Zoom like I am with you right here. And, and I see that light go on, right? And I see that, that something I have said has changed the way that this person views the world. And I, I can I, I didn't I never did drugs, but I can tell you that's got to be power more powerful than than any drug known to man is to is to notice that you have an effect on this world. I mean, you know, Steve Jobs said, you know, he wants to put a day in the universe. Um, we can do that as individuals. We have the ability. The, the the biggest fiction are the fictions we tell ourselves that we cannot have an effect on the world. We do have an effect on the world. And we will have an effect on the world. And the question we should ask ourselves is what, what effect will I have on the world? What can I bring to the world? Because everybody has something. And it's just a matter of, of just getting out there and doing something, even if it's, you know, an hour or two a week. Um, because what you get back, and I know this personally, what you get back is, is much more than you put into it, even though it seems like you're putting a lot in. That is, it, it's so true, man. Again, the experience is the best investment. You know, experience is the best teacher of all. I failed my way here, right? I was talking to my lady about this, you know, a couple hours earlier. You know, I was going through my calendar scheduler for the year and each quote for, that has each quote for each month and the quote for July by Thomas Edison said, I have not failed. I just tried a thousand ways that just didn't work. And it right. hit me. I'm like, ah, oh, man. Like just, just spot on, rock on, right? You know, I felt like a failure for so long. You know, I worked at JCPenney, I worked at McDonald's, Kmart, Macy's, I worked at The Edge, Blink Fitness, Equinox, Lifetime. You know, I've had all these jobs. And one thing I realized that, I've realized that I'm a better entrepreneur than I could ever be an employee to a company. That's not a shot at working for anyone, but that, that's just me realizing that I could actually do more in this position and help others and stretch myself and get over the fear of failing, right? Like leading up to doing interviews like this, like you have that little voice and you're like, oh, you're gonna, you're gonna mess this up. You're gonna, yeah. you wanna, gotta be on time. Then here comes technology. We're talking about technology and software. All of a sudden, you know, I'm having issues with my email and yeah. it's just, you know? Yeah, but, but, but here's the great thing. And, and I think it's great. It's, it's great to meet you and have this conversation. You're, you're out there doing it. And that's what really counts. You know, I tell, I have three boys 
And and my my oldest one is actually his birthday is this coming week. And he'll be 29. That's my oldest boy. My youngest is 14. But I and I have a, I have one in the middle. And and what I tell him is this, look, the 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 number one indicator of success in this life is is just how many times you step up to the plate. Right. Just get up there and swing the bat because we know that, the, you know, there, there's all those wonderful stories about Lincoln, you know, and all the elections he lost and all the times he tried and failed. Um, there's all, you know, Babe Ruth struck out, you know, how many times, you know, um, you know, go out there and swing the bat, you know, and, and don't be afraid of it. And, and a lot of what we do, you know, getting back to my class and after we talk about that in the complex world, we don't know what's going to happen. That's part of the complexity. So the best thing we can do is try something, listen to the feedback, right, that the world is giving us, or, or make sure that we build some kind of feedback into it, and then, then pivot, change, do something different. So, so what you did, you know, was not dissimilar than when I was younger, is you tried a whole bunch of different jobs and you said, okay, I don't know what I want to do yet, but I sure as heck know what I don't want to do. Good. That's just feedback. So you know, just keep going out there and getting that feedback. And, and there's no failure. There's only data, right? Failure is just this conception that we have in our heads that keeps us from doing what we want to do. I mean, obviously there's failure if you, you don't stick your hand in a thrashing machine or something like that. But I mean, within reason, um, you'll always, always get past it. Um, you know, ask any, old, uh, ask any older person like myself, the things that you find um, uh, important when you're younger aren't so important as you get older that's for sure we learn it's that, that that's incredible you know it's oh my gosh that is incredible you know that's where i want to be overall at the age of like say 50 60 70 i want to look back at the age of 29 and like you said just not like why am i stressing this stuff right it's, it's just the smallest things what you know overthinking yeah. put you in a position like that and sometimes fear could rob you out of your blessings your opportunities a good job opportunity as well. Even, um, you know, just, you know, attending events like this, putting yourself into community, creating a community. One of the things that I struggled with before, and I, and I definitely will put myself out there as well, was creating community groups. Like something as small as a Facebook group, right? A fitness group just to put people together. The fear of, ah, am I a good leader? Will they follow me? Are they going to listen? Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's funny, and my wife always gives me a hard time about this, but I tell people, you know, one of the reasons, you know, I tell people, just try it out, because I'm going to say it anyway. Whether there's two people in the class or whether there's 200 people in the class, I'm going to say the same thing. So you might as well come along for the ride. It doesn't, it doesn't mean much to me. You know, if I, how many people show up? It, it's, there's some vanity to it. But from my standpoint, it's not really the, the vanity number that that's important it's how many people are really being positively affected by the work that i do and and for me the more people we can positively affect then this is why you know i'm going to do podcasts and, and and promotions and other things to let folks know we're out there and if you can benefit from what we do great you know and and so in my nonprofit, I, I try to keep it real simple i say look there's three things we need to do to be successful and, and we're we're pretty good at some of these and not so good at others. First one is we need to get the butts in the seats, right? We need to get people who need what we do into the class. And we're doing really well at that. I mean, we've grown tremendously. We will continue to grow. We've got great partners. We've got great people like yourself who are helping us to promote it. The second thing is the most important thing for most of these people, 90% or more of these people are unemployed now today, is helping them get work. So we're doing whatever we can to, to now that we've got the people, we're, we're doing what we can not only to e help educate the people, but get them placed. And we're not great at it yet, but we're doing pretty darn good for given the amount of money we have. And that leads to the third thing, which is someday someone is going to realize that if, if we give these people a little bit more money, they're going to be able to do even more than they're doing today. So the third thing for us, as far as successful as a nonprofit, is how do we, you know, raise money so that we can do more of the first two things? Because the first two things are good things. You know, that's what we're here for. 
creating, establishing community, uh, job hacking, learning skills, software, tech, COVID. There's so much different things to dive into. Well, I want to dive into the mindset of what does it take for someone to just break out of that, you know, and just actually put their butt in the seat? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I, I, I don't know if I'm the best person to ask that to. Um, I guess it would be, you know, to ask if we could find the person who decides not to put their butt in the seat and ask them why they didn't. Yeah. Um, and what they're, you know, I would say that one of our biggest motivators as human beings, it, we all have this, is fear. So I would say probably, you know, even when I'm working in companies doing my day job, um, if, if something seems weird, as far as things that are happening, you, you're, you're watching things happen, you're seeing some kind of dynamics or politics or whatever you want to call it, uh, culture within a, co a company that you work for, um, the very first place I'm going to look is fear. I'm going to look at what are the incentives in the system, right? How have they built the incentives in the system? And what incentives around fear, if any, have been built into the system? Why are people not you know, why are they afraid to do whatever it may be? Um, so I can't really ask, I can't answer that. I mean, I know that a lot of people, we do it from 7.30 to nine in the morning, you know, so I can do my day job. Um, that's early for some folks. So I get that. Um, but we also have done that intentionally because it's a form of payment because uh, we don't charge, you know, it's a free class. So, you know, having to wake up early and go through that kind of, you know, slight pain um, makes you actually value the class more. That's psychological. Um, the, the other thing that we do, by the way, um, to help people pay back, which, which every once in a while I have a good idea, we have a program that we call Pay It Forward, and you'll like this. <laughs> because we're giving away the class for free, 18 hours in the classroom, we ask people to volunteer 18 hours of community service in their local community. So we have roughly uh, two thirds, give or take about 60% of all the people who enter the, our class. So, you know, I have 200 people in my class, I got 120 who have decided that they're going to pay back 18 hours of community service. So we have calculated uh, over the last couple of years that we have injected about 3000 hours of community service that would not have existed if, if we had not set up this program. Let's dive into this program because I'm really excited to talk about this program. Is it a community serve, um, just like any community service of their choice or? Yeah, no, it's absolutely, it's of their choice. We have people doing all kinds of things like Habitat for Humanity. We've got people working in soup kitchens. We've got people doing all kinds of stuff. Um, we do actually work with a lot of nonprofits, obviously, um, yeah. who are our partners. So we do from time to time recommend certain things. Um, the one thing I'm working with right now, which I'm really excited about, is a task force called Digital Mo Mobility San Francisco. And this is all about bridging that digital divide that we talked about in underserved communities in, in the San Francisco Bay Area. So, so getting access to, to broadband internet and also getting access to education, because it's not just digital uh, ability, you know, the, the, the bandwidth. It's also the literacy. Right. Once I have enough bandwidth coming into my house, do I actually know how to use it? Mm. So working with this uh, task force, what we're trying to set up is we're trying to set up a buddy program. So a lot of my participants in my program, we're, we're trying to get into that buddy program. And what they are is, is people who will help, hold, you know, kind of hold the hands of people who are new to technology and help them to get that, you know, digital liter literacy in a one to one non-threatening way. So that's just one of the opportunities we're looking at, but there's all kinds of, there's always so many opportunities for volunteering um, because there's always so many, you know, issues that can be addressed with, with a little help uh, from everyday people. I love that, that, you know, you guys created a system that just keeps going subconsciously, yeah. right? You, you created something, okay, we helped you. We blessed you in the best way possible. All we're asking in return is you do the same for someone else. Go, right. you know, be a service. That is, in, that's incredible. That's incredible. Well, so so the interesting thing is that um, in agile we have this concept. This is built into this philosophy 
of, of what we call servant leadership anyway. That, that the best leaders are the people who, who actually serve others. Um, and that's built into a lot of what we, what, what we talk about in Agile and, and Scrum, the, the actual class itself. So, so this is my way of, of actually helping people to realize what that means. What does it mean to be a servant leader? Um, and, and so it's been, it's been a great program. I mean, I'm, I, I just get very excited about it because it's just, it's heartwarming the the community that we've built together i mean we do all kinds of crazy things uh, together and we have different programs and things like the pay it forward and things that we're working with one of the things that's really interesting um, because of covid is we've started doing happy hour um, in fact i'll have a happy hour here in a couple hours um, every other friday um, so and it's just like family it really is we've created this great community of support that's you know 1,500 strong and growing um, by a couple hundred every quarter because we do this four times a year, and that community is really really strong. There's strength in numbers. So there's definitely strength in numbers. I could tell you I could tell you one thing. If I'm having a bad day, there's a community and there's a group to turn to. That speaks volume. Absolutely, absolutely. And 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 you know this is the thing that we want. You know your folks and people who, who listen to what, what you have to provide, you know, people who are looking for changes and how do I make changes and all Understand what we do, if we can be benefit to you, join our community, right? That's because we'd love to be there to support you. And, and we've created this, you know, wonderful web of interconnectedness throughout the United States. It's not just in the Bay Area, it's, it's throughout the United States and the world. We have, we have people coming to us now for this next class from, from the, I don't know where they find out about us. Um, we have uh, we have somebody from Nepal who's joining the class. Mm. I know where this person has found us, but we have people from uh, uh, Nigeria. We have people from uh, obviously England, Canada, India, um, Germany. Uh, it's just it's just a pretty amazing thing. Um, the, this this thing that that you know I started, but but it continues to grow um, through the work of so many people. You know, working with people overseas, you know, I've, working with my mentor, I've seen the value in working as a team, especially with working with people that live in India, of course. Um, yep. They're always looking for work, but, you know, you, the, the value of a dollar there is completely different compared to the rubies. So, you know, on Fiverr being one, of course, you know, the St. Clair Speak Show is now on Fiverr. Yeah. You know, I've realized that software and tech, you know, I have a lot of different business affiliates. And uh, one of my biggest uh, affiliates is Century 21 Link, and they're a software tech company. And there is this other technology program that I use called PropStream, and that's for, you know, finding real estate leads. Then there's this other program. Then there's this other program. And I'm learning that tech and software is advancing so much. And people all over the world have all this access and I could communicate with someone in, that lives in India, England, and get them on board on my team and build this community. And they could join your group as well. And uh, it, it, it's, it's endless, the opportunities that we have at our fingertips, the resources. But if we don't have the right people like Larry to give us this information, if we're not, you know, reaching out to job hackers, if we're not doing the groundwork as far as just the research, then what good is information if you don't apply it, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. But, but like I said, you know, we've been, it, 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 when we look at it, this is an opportunity. Like yeah. I said before, this whole pandemic is an opportunity for, for people who would never probably work together to start working together. Um, when, when we have uh, our meetup, right? Because meetups are usually in person. That's another thing that we do, right? This, this wonderful family we have, we, we used to meet together in person once a month. Now it has to be online. So now what we're finding, and I'm not the only one finding this because I work with so many other organizations as, as part of my, my organization, is that you're getting people from all over the place. You're getting people from, you know, it used to be, it was just us folks here in the Bay Area, you know, just people who were within 15 minute drive in San Francisco, downtown San Francisco. Now we're getting people from all over the place. The, the, there's no real limit Except, except for there is some limit, which is, which is merely just the fact that we all as human beings have a circadian rhythm. Um, 
where we usually sleep at night and, and work during the day because, uh, you know, the, the, the hard part of working with the folks in India, and, and trust me, I'm in IT, so I spent the last three decades working with people in India, is merely the timing. It has nothing to do with the technology. It's just the fact that we're generally sleeping while they're awake and vice versa. Um, but, you know, I had a wonderful time in, in, in India um, when I went to visit there. Uh, I went to Hyderabad. It was, it was young, at least from what I could tell. Um, obviously very crowded, but very dynamic um, and, and super wonderful, smart people, um, just like you and me, who just looking for a break. I mean, that's what most people are. They're just, you know, they want to take care of themselves and their families and their community. And, and so um, having this global platform uh, doesn't uh, show us our differences uh, unless you're looking for them. It really shows us how we're all the same. Wow. I like that. Wow, that's the that's the highlight of this episode. I really I really like that. Well, good. I'm glad. That was that was, that was powerful, man. That was well, powerful because it that, that that's why what, we're here. What are the odds? I mean, without technology, that you and I are going to have this conversation? There you go. It's not going to happen, right? It's not going to happen. So, um, yeah. Look, all this stuff is neutral all this stuff is neutral. It, it's how we use it. It's how we employ it. And, and, you know, that's why I'm, I'm always optimistic because there's going to be good people in the world doing good things and using these tools for good things. And there are going to be bad people doing bad things. Sure. Right. And so we just have to, you know, we just have to do, there, there's more good people than there are bad people. We just have to outnumber them because unfortunately technology has given bad people a lot more power um, than they would have in, in, in a, you know, a world 200 years ago um, to, for destruction. I mean, you know, we've seen it in so many different ways. Um, but it's also given this, you know, look, look at Facebook. And look at the problems they're going through, right? It's a great platform for, for staying in touch, for getting your word out there, for community, et cetera. And that's the stuff that they're going to give you in your PR. But we also know the downside. Right. We know it's used for bullying. We know it's used for propaganda. We know it's used for, you know, all, uh, you know, all kinds of things that are not necessarily good things. Um, so the, the technology, in a sense, doesn't care. It's us. It, they, it's up to us to care, right? And it's up to us to use the technology uh, in, in, a, in a more proper way. And, and that's the, the, you know, for me, I have a mission in life which is to help as many as I can through the knowledge that I have. And so, you know, we're using technology for good. So, you know, it's all a choice. Yeah. You know, that for me, it's all about what I want to see on social media. So if I open up my Facebook app or my Instagram, I want to see something inspirational now. I don't want to see any, I don't want to see anything else. No, nope. I just want to see inspiration. I want to open up my app and say, okay, okay, this is going to make me want to build a business today. This is going to make me go run outside. I don't want to see anything that's going to make me depressed and say, oh, yeah, you know what? I don't want right. I just can't I, do it. Well, I don't blame you. I mean, you know, the, 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 I, I gave up on Facebook personally. Some people do, some people don't. I just found out that, you know, look, I, I wasn't getting as much out of it as the time I was putting into it. This is not, I'm not making a judgment on anyone. You know, my wife loves it. She uses it, which is great because I'll, I'll tell her, honey, you know, make sure you post this so that other people that we know can see it. But but I've chosen to opt out um, for this for some of those same reasons. Right. Is is we should surround ourselves with now with, with information and knowledge and people that inspire us, which is which is why I was attracted to to your podcast. That's what you are out trying to do is how do I help? Uh, stay myself inspired, but how do I then use that to help inspire other people um, to be the best that they can be? And and the way we do that is, you know, let's surround ourselves with with the with the right people and the right messages. And for me, I just Facebook wasn't giving me enough for the for my investment. I feel the same way about Instagram. Instagram. There was a time, you know, I've I recently learned this, and this is this goes back to what you just said you know, advancing and moving with the times back in 2016 to about 2018, you know, Instagram was really good. If I was going to do business then now I'm on LinkedIn, I'm seeing a huge return on my investment from my time on the platform. You know, people reaching out, people are connecting, people are 
you know, just establishing, you know, a community or, or just conversation in itself. Sometimes it doesn't get anywhere. No, it doesn't get anywhere, but I connect and I'm meeting the right people. And I know I'm in the room with the right people. So just finding the right platform that works for you. Can, can you, do you guys, I, I don't want to, I don't know if you want to dive in deep with this, but do you guys also give people, you know, uh, social media platform recommendations like, like, Hey, you know, LinkedIn's great for this or. No, we generally, we generally don't. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you know, I'm not, I, again, I, as I said, I've opted out of Facebook for, for personal reasons. I just didn't think I was getting out what I put into it. I get a lot, of, I'm, I'm with you. I get a lot out of LinkedIn for now. Um, and so, you know, we always recommend, and this, this is people, not just myself included, but people who are in workforce development that I partner with, you know, go in and, and use LinkedIn, right? Because it's for business. And, and use it to your advantage, use it to help you find that, to, to network and help you find that next job. So, you know, we don't necessarily promote any platforms per se, but, you know, I, I'm a big fan of LinkedIn. I, th I think they've done a lot of the things right. I'm sure I could, I could poke holes in some of the things, but they've done a lot of things right. And, and I use it a lot um, because of that fact that it allows me to reach out to, you know, people uh, who are interested in, in business and, and helping others. Um, in a lot of cases, I can, I can just reach out to somebody and say, hey, could you help me with this? I've got a, you know, I got somebody in my class who's looking for this or something like that. And, and I can make a recommendation. And, and generally, it's, it's been a good thing. Using platforms, joining groups, there are so many different ways to, you know, connect. I just interviewed um, Michael Zuber a couple weeks ago. And he left me with this powerful quote. He said, Yahavi, it's not about who you know, but who knows you. And that one, that one really hit me. Because if I know someone that's looking for, say, graphic design, that's looking to hire someone, and like, hey, I know this guy named Larry. He's hiring someone for graphic design. Hey, Miguel. You know, it, just like. Yeah, it, well, it makes all the difference in the world because the, the technology, interestingly enough, is forcing us more into, I would say, that kind of personal space. Imagine being on the other side of the equation. You're not the person looking for work, but you're the person who has a job, right? If you post it on LinkedIn, and you can see this information, at least I can, you can see how many people, other people applied to that job, right? Um, I, it might be a premium thing, so I don't know if everybody sees it, but I... I see it right and you know you can have a job where there's 200 people applying how the heck can you give 200 people their due you can't you, you really can't as even if you wanted to you know how much time are you going to spend on each resume how much time are you going to spend to really understand the individuals behind those 200 resumes as much as you might want to if you spend a minute on each resume which would be a considerable amount of time that's three hours four hours you don't have to, nobody's got time for that. So, so what companies really uh, react favorably to is those personal connections, whether they be, you know, actual physical personal connections, like you went to school with somebody or worked with somebody, or they're virtual. You know somebody who knows somebody and you just kind of, you know, met on LinkedIn, whatever it may be. If you get that, that's the strongest way to get a job. And, and, and as I said to you before, I'm, I'm in between because I got laid off due to, to pandemic cuts. Um, when I'm looking for work, what gets interviews for me is I'll look at the job and I'll look at who do I know who works there, right? And, and do I know them well enough that they can make a referral? And when I have that, I'll at least get an interview. If I don't have that, the odds of me getting an interview even with my resume, which is, which I think is pretty decent, is slim. It's slim just sending it out there when there's, when you're one among 200. So, you know, the technology is kind of forcing us back into, okay, who do you know? Right? Who do you know? And, and what do they know about you? And, and can they make a referral? Absolutely. I think it's, it's really strong because, you know, when I initially started the St. Clair Speak Show, this started during uh, COVID-19 pandemic hit, boom. Okay, podcast. I had I was getting prepared for a TED talk, then boom, yeah, COVID came. So I had to learn how to readjust. When COVID came, I was actually selling tickets on the streets of Times Square in New York City just to get by to make ends meet. I was doing that for seven years off and on. 
but that's where I got into speaking. That's how my speaking career actually started. Uh, learning how to adjust COVID-19, LinkedIn, all of this stuff was so new. And I saw this quote and this quote was really powerful. Um, you know, if you use this entire time and you didn't establish a business or, you know, got over some things, you didn't lack time, you just lack discipline. So right. I've learned there, there were some things that I had to, you know, get over, right. And, and establish it within myself in order for me to get into this position. Cause I created the St. Clair Speak Show to help every single guest expand whatever they're trying to do, their message, their brand, their business. Right. So that's like, and, and, it, and, it, and it hit me and everything is like coming full circle again. So it's like, I'm talking to you, I'm interviewing you and it feels like a conversation. And I'm like, damn, like this, this is why I'm here. This is why I'm here. And to hear the message today, it's really inspirational because if you could be a, an impact to someone, just think about the impact that person could have on someone else and just the ripple effect, because it goes, it goes both ways. Energy is contagious. You know, you can tell me this, but I know energy. Right. I, I, you know, I, I spot it like this, but I've, I've actually took a step back from employment because of, you know, mental health. If I'm unhappy here, I'd rather go broke and keep my sanity sure. and not lose myself and not lose my peace. But COVID right. exposed so much more to me and how we could establish more within ourselves and within community. And it, it I know, you know, our mission, of course, is to connect people and establish more community. But, you know, I think for who, who, whoever's listening to this at this point, you, you know, you have to take action. You know, yeah. it's something as small as, you know, getting into the seat, attending an event. You know, Larry has, you know, these free events four times a year. Attend. You'll learn something. You'll connect with someone. You might actually meet your potential new business partner at this event. You never know who you're going to meet. You never know. It could go. You could think that you're going to go there and learn about a job and you'll learn how to run a business. It, it, it's just like that. I went to, and I'll share this. I, I don't, I don't forgive me if I ramble, but I went to a networking event back on November 6th. I remember this date, November 6th, 2019. I remember this date because this date changed my life. I was sitting at home. You know, my daughter was four months old. I was stay at home dad. And, um, I quit my nine to five job because I told my manager prior to my daughter arriving, I said, look, I need to go down to part-time. I can't do full-time anymore. They mm -hmm. said, Javi, we can't give you that. We hired you as a full-time trainer. We can only give you full-time. We can't honor that. So I had to understand that and understand that that emotion has nothing to do with them, all to do with me. So mm -hmm. I had to eat that ego, go back to the streets, grind it out, and build and establish my business from home. While doing that, I found a free networking event on eventbrite.com for entrepreneurs. I went down all the way to Manhattan. It was about a two-hour commute because I live upstate New York. And I met my mentor at a networking event. And he's a professor at NYU. He's all about hack marketing and mm -hmm. his brand's powerful impact. And he talks about mindset, structure, and, and just all of these things. And, you know, going back to who you know. And that one time, the one time you decide to attend an event, the one mm -hmm. time that could change your life. And that's honestly what put me in this position because he taught me about Zoom. I've learned mm -hmm. all of this, all of this through mentorship and coaching and community. So I see the value in, in your message today. I see the value in what you're trying to do. I see the value in you know, trying to help people. When you're a product of coaching, you believe in coaching. I believe in, because I'm a product of it. Yeah. I'm, there's no St. Clair Speak Show without coaching, period. Absolutely. You, you know what's, you know what's, it's, it's, it's a great, it's a great story because I believe that to be true. And, and, and the way, uh, you know, the way I look at it is this, uh, and I think I mentioned it earlier, the way we view the world determines our reality as human beings. And, and, and that should be, you know, pretty apparent, but most people don't think about it that way. Um, the, the analogy I use, and you'll like this, is, is I want you to imagine the world, you know, the day before the microscope was invented, right? And I want you to imagine the world the day after the microscope was invented. And, and I asked this question in my class, it says, has the world really changed a lot in, in 24 hours? And the answer is no. 
the, the world outside didn't change hardly at all in 24 hours. But what changed is our ability to access reality, our ability to see things clearer, our, our ability to see objective reality better. And that leads to a whole bunch of different type of behavior. As soon as we, we have a microscope, we see microbes. And what happens? Doctors start washing their hands because until the microscope was invented, doctors didn't wash their hands, right? And so the world changed because our ability as human beings to access the world changed. The lenses we use determine the world that we live in because it determines how we see the world. So, so what happened with you, I would venture to say, is that what your mentor did, your coach did for you, was to help you see the world differently. And that's really what it's all about. And that's a lot about this class, you know, going back to my class, the Agile MBA. That's a lot about what we're doing. But we also teach about Agile and Scrum. So, so I, I don't know when we're, we're set to end this, but I, before we do, I want to talk about that because the one thing I didn't mention is that um, my program, this training, this six-week training program, um, allows people to get a certification. So it, it, it's, it's an actually what they call, uh, what we recommend is a professional scrum trainer certification, which is a, a, a nationally, internationally recognized uh, certification that says, yes, I know about being a, a scrum master. And it does help people get jobs. Um, and uh, a lot of our participants take it. It's, it's offered by a third party. So it's a third party certification. So we're actually considered, which I find very strange, uh, hard training by uh, nonprofits because you can get a certification at the end if you choose to. I had no idea about the certification process. I had no idea about that. Yeah. No idea. And I think, I think a lot of, and it's, this just goes back to what you just said. I think it's just a lack of information and resources and, you know, being connected to the right people. Because if I don't know you, I don't know that. Right. Well, and, 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 and I know that you're doing some work with Fiverr. And I wanted to mention that because that's how I found you. And, and, and this, is, this is an interesting concept, right? I mean, but, Very. but without this, you know, we wouldn't be having this conversation. So, you know, yeah, life is, is certainly about the, cho the choices we make and, and, and the availability of choices. Um, again, you know, I mentioned my sons. I have all these things. I'm going to write a book someday, things I tell my sons, you know. Um, to me, in life, options are freedom. And the reason that knowledge is so important is knowledge increases our options, right? If you want to think about the opposite of freedom, which, which is slavery or something of that nature, it is a lack of options. I have no choice. I have no option. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to do the other. This is why education is, is really, really important because it gives us optionality and optionality is true freedom. So you found that, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that a lot of folks who, who are going to hear this, this podcast hopefully have found that. Um, if learning what we have to teach uh, at Job Hackers, um, for those who are interested, thejobhackers.org. Um, if that's important to you, choose to join us. We'd love to have you. Um, we think we can, you know, show you a different, you know, a little different world and, and you'll probably enjoy the ride. I would highly recommend joining guys. The value in community, what that creates is a accountability system, right? Joan, Meredith, Melissa, and Joanne, they're not going to let you quit. They're going to say, keep on coming to the, keep on coming to the groups, keep on coming to the events, join our Slack groups. Everyone's going to push you because everyone wants the best for you. And it's yeah. the same thing. So if you see, you know, your, you know, your cousin, your best friend or whomever, COVID hit them hard as well. Join the, join the hackers group. Yep. Grab someone. I think, I'm going to say, I think, but I know for sure. If you grab, if you sign up with sign up two at a time, grab, get a buddy, get a buddy, sign up together and say, you know what? We're going to stick to this. We're going to stick yeah, with it. And I promise you, I promise you, you guys are going to go all the way through. I would just recommend guys, again, whomever's listening, try it out. You miss every shot you don't take, right? Yeah. 
So yep. start with well, the party. We'd love to have you join us too if it fits into your busy schedule. Um, we'd love to see you. Uh, we certainly, you know, uh, I had certainly enjoyed the time. It was great. It was great to meet you. It was great to be able to talk with you. Um, you just keep doing what you're doing. You're on your way. Absolutely, Larry. It's a, it's a pleasure to have you. Very, very, very good. Pleasure to have you. Really good conversation. You really sparked something today. And I want to say thank you for that. You really pleasure. sparked something. And you, you, we, it's so funny because we're, it's so funny. What, what did he say? God laughs at us when we make plans. And right. my mother, my mother said that to me all the time. She said, "God laughs at man's plans." So I guess it, you were supposed to hear that because, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, you you know, you come on the podcast, and you know, obviously we have a mission, and I guess the mission was me to hear the message, to know that you could do more, to put yourself out there, and um, establish community. You know, fill in those gaps. You and you had a lot of good talking points, man, but. You mentioned this one thing. If we don't have Zoom, if we don't have technology, then this conversation doesn't happen. Right. Doesn't no, happen. it's great. And no, it's, it's, it's really awesome, like I said. And I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm happy that, uh, you know, we had this opportunity. I really am. Thank you again for stopping by, guys. This is the St. Clair Speak Show, guys. Again, please listen out. Check out the St. Clair Speak Show podcast, stclairspeaks.com, hustlehab.com. We are streaming on iTunes, Spotify, Google Breaker, Podcasts, YouTube, Larry Pikes. Uh, I mean, Larry R. Pikes. Larry, how do you pronounce your last name, Larry? I'm sorry. Apsky. Apsky. Apsky, huh? It's okay. I previously record for editing purposes. <laughs> That's all right. No worries. This is the <laughs> this is the Saint Clair Speak Show. I'll catch you guys in another one. Peace. What's going on, guys? It's your hobby, Saint Clair Speaks. You are now tuned in to the Saint Clair Speak Show.